Sermons from FBC Athens. Welcome to the weekly podcast of the sermons from Sunday worship at First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia. The title for the sermon from Sunday, January the 21st, is Reclaiming Sin Sickness and is given by Emily Harbin, Minister of Students and Young Adults. The scripture text is Mark 2, verses 1 through 17. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door, and he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And after having dug through it, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? At once, Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were discussing these questions among themselves. And he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mat and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, stand up, take your mat, and go to your home. And he stood up and immediately took the mat and went out before all of them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus went out again beside the sea. The whole crowd gathered around him, and he taught them. As he was walking along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as he sat at dinner in Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were also sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners. How do you define sin? Easy question, right? Well, it was for me the wise second grader that I was as I sat in front of my children's minister, Miss Julia Wright at First Baptist Dalton, who, by the way, would move to Charlotte, North Carolina to Providence Baptist Church and later become Addison Acock's children's minister. (laughs) Interesting little connection there. She had given me some flashcards to study with terminology and, of course, I was scrutinizing over all of those, and I had to meet with her before I could make my profession of faith. 
as the sin card rolled around in the pack, I always got a little, ugh, how do I answer this? But as it appeared on her desk before me, I promptly responded, sin, it's when we do bad things. I passed the test, I got to walk the aisle, never to discuss sin again. Lucky me. Now, for those of you who grew up in places of worship where sin was talked about week in and week out in an angry or threatening manner, I'm sorry. I didn't have that, which was fortunate, but at the same time, I think because my church didn't want to do that to people, we really didn't talk about it. It was kind of, you talked about it at your profession of faith and then never to visit it again, which kind of got me thinking, oh, I'm done with that. I'll never do that. I'm good. So today, what I would like for us to do is reclaim sin sickness. You see, it, it is the bad things we do, but it's also our chronic condition. It's our chronic condition as humans living on this good earth. And if you live with a chronic illness or you love someone who does, this may resonate a little bit more easily than for those of us who don't. The two stories in scripture read for us from Mark 2 encompass the healing of the paralyzed man and the call of Levi, the tax collector. And at first glance, you might think, what do these two stories have anything to do with each other? Why are they side by side? But they do have a common thread that I've noticed. Both stories center around sinfulness. The man who was paralyzed, like we've heard, was dropped from the roof. I'm, truly, the people sitting in there getting all this, what were, if someone dug a hole in your house and dropped someone down in it while you're enjoying a dinner party or something, anyway, interesting. They drop him down right beneath Jesus's feet. And interestingly, the first thing he says is not, how are your legs feeling? Where does it hurt? Can I help you? It is, son, your sins are forgiven. It's not, how can I help you walk again immediately? At first, he says nothing about the man's paralysis. It's his sinfulness that Jesus wants to address and he wants to offer him forgiveness immediately. At the end of the encounter, after the prodding from the Pharisees, Jesus tells the man to stand up, take his mat, and go home. Maybe he needed to take the mat because the homeowners didn't appreciate all that dusty crud in their living room. Maybe it was to take the mat and show it off to everybody, almost like a trophy. But I like to think that the man who now walked would take that mat home and see it every day, a sign of his own sin sickness, a reminder of how his sinfulness gave him the opportunity to meet Jesus. Then Jesus eats with Levi, the dreaded tax collector. The church folk look on with disdain, but Jesus tells them, I've come not for the righteous, but the sinners. Now, both of these men, though they have come face to face with Jesus, 
and followed his call on their lives, both of them are still sinners. They are forgiven and loved, but they are still sin sick. And that's a good thing. The same is true for us. We are forgiven and loved and embraced by God, but we too are still sin sick. And we will be until we die completely to this earth and join with Jesus in heaven. Augustine's argument for this on permeating sinfulness goes something like this. Given any moment of particular reflection, not a single one of us could say that we had loved God with our whole heart, mind, body, and strength. Not even right now in worship. I'm talking to you, but I'm also thinking about What's for lunch? Did the cat get fed? What am I going to do tomorrow? I'm not loving God even right now with my whole heart, mind, and strength. Okay, so we're all sinners. Clap for yourselves. What's good about that? The good news is the same good news that Levi and the paralyzed man received. Our sin sickness is the channel for God's grace. It's the channel that provides for our truest encounters with God and Christ Jesus. So now we have a demonstration, a little magic trick, if you will. Addison, Sam, please come forward. Sam is going to be God, of course. Addison is our... Poor, sin-sick soul. Okay, if y'all will stand and uh, spread that out somewhere where people can see. Okay, so Sam is God. Addison is all of us. Right now, they have this link between the two of them, a connection. But Addison's human. He's weak. He messes up. He's distanced from God, and what does that look like, Addison? There's a break in his relationship with God. But what happens through our sinfulness is God reaches out, ties a knot back, heals that place that's broken, slowly. And what do you notice now? They're together again, they're connected, and what else? They're a little bit closer than they were before. This happens over and over and over again in our lives. God reaches in, heals us, and draws us closer. Round of applause, thank you guys. (laughs) You see our sinfulness, our innate humanness, is our path to God. Our attempts at righteousness or perfection or keeping up appearances are not the places where we experience God's true character. Wendell Berry puts it like this in his poem called Original Sin. I'm gonna read the whole thing. Well, anyhow, it preserves us from the pride of thinking we invented sin ourselves by our originality, that famous modern power. In fact, we have it from the beginning, 
of the world by the errors of being born, by being young, by being old, causing pain to ourselves, to others, to the world, to God, by ignorance, by knowledge, by intention, by accident. Something is bad, the matter here, informing us of itself, handing down its old instruction. We know it when we see it, don't we? Innocence would never recognize it. And here's the kicker. We need it, too. For without it, we would not know forgiveness, goodness, gratitude, that fund of grace by which alone we live. What a little plot twist, Wendelberry. Sin, we need it. For without it, we wouldn't know forgiveness or goodness or grace. Embracing our sinfulness, our sin-sick souls, doesn't mean go hog wild. It's not a hall pass for the YOLO lifestyle. You only live once. But it is an invitation to stand up, take your mat with you. Because if you carry your mat with you, if you remember your own sin sickness, you'll begin to see the humanity in the people around you. And you'll more easily feel the goodness, the forgiveness, the grace of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermons from FBC Athens. Join us for worship in person or our live stream Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. God's grace and peace be with you today, tomorrow, and always.